Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Ian Pollock. Today is August 9th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Jameson Tyon was my lead yesterday, by the way, if you didn't get it. JT Show, as in JT Snow. I'm sure you guys know JT Snow. Okay, seven innings, 200 runs, three hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. Got 12 whiffs yesterday, 30% CSW. And I wanted to mention this because he has a 216 ERA and one whip across his last six starts now in about 37 innings. That's kind of good. We kind of wrote off Tyone at the beginning of the year. The Cubs are kind of winning now. Uh, this is obviously decent. Now, left on base rate was a lot worse before, but 65%. Now it's jumped up to 85% plus. He's avoiding the long ball for the most part. He did allow one yesterday, but it's been very good there. There are two things I do want to note. One, four seamers were upstairs and getting whiffs again. Eight for 40 whiffs. I love this. This is actually Jameson Tynone from 2021 with the Yankees, and I adored that. The problem then was that the curveball, the slider, the changeup, cutter, whatever else you wanted to throw, not very good then. So he didn't have really anything to supplement it, but he had that skill down pat back then. And this is a huge deal considering that Tyone's is four seamer. Yeah, it was 8% swing strike rate for the entire year entering this game. So to see that and with the extra high location, not that he hasn't had bad high location, just not this consistent, is good. Throw that in with a really good curveball shape uh, is very exciting. And I do wonder if uh, Tyone is, yeah, I think he's working on this right now, trying to get that curveball down, trying to actually keep that four-seamer up. I do wonder if this is a Vargas rule that we should be paying attention to. That said, I don't think it's worth it to risk against the Jays. But don't rule out Tyon. This is a really fun thing about the second half of the year is that a lot of guys that were terrible in the first half are written off by so many fantasy managers. They just see the entire season was worth. They see a couple stars. They don't believe it because he was so bad before. And we have this kind of tainted idea of who they are. You can take full advantage of the guys that actually have changed their skills and are improving. And one of those is Logan Gilbert. Seven innings, zero and runs, one hit, zero walks, 12 caves. Well, that's obvious that he's doing well. Last time out, I was really excited because we saw the slider show up for Gilbert, and guess what? 10 over 20 CSW. It's 50% CSW with 25% strike swing strike rate on that slider. Yes! That's two starts now with that new slider working. And he got splitter whiffs. And the four-seamer was good upstairs. It wasn't the most dominant four-seamer whiff game I've seen from him, but it was very good upstairs, and that's a huge deal. This is the peak of Logan Gilbert. We just saw the peak of Bryce Miller. Now we see it from Logan Gilbert. We're getting there with George Kirby. The Mariners are clicking right now. Obviously, Brian Wu on the IL. And by the way, I do want to mention, it's Emerson Han- Hancock's MLB debut tonight. Pick him up. Spec ad. Don't start him. We'll talk about that later. But I'm watching it live on playback.tv slash pitcherlist at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This is awesome. It's 100% free. Watch it with the entire community. You're going to watch it anyway on your own. If you have MLB.TV, you're going to see the stream behind me. It's going to be synced up, everything like that. If you have a cable subscription as well, you won't be blacked out, all that stuff. Even if you can't see the stream behind me, I'm sure it'll be helpful just to hear me and the chat go over Amazon Hancock live so you know if you're going to be picking him up before I put out the roundup and everything. It is so much fun. I'm going to bring in other fantasy people too so that we can be talking about this live. And that's also you, Darvish, on the other side. This is 100% free. No ads. Go to 
playback.tv slash pitcher list. You'll see the schedule. You'll see 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be so much fun to watch this MLB debut live. But Tanner Bybee against the Jays got the win. Seven innings, zero and runs, six hits, zero walks, and six Ks. And by the way, of course, Gilbert, we're like really excited and we hope you do good things there. Um, and with Hancock, by the way, it's a sinker focus, I think. And I don't love that it's not an overwhelming fastball. I've also read that his best pitch is a changeup. And generally, those are the two things I don't like. Not an overpowering fastball and best pitch being a changeup, which generally doesn't translate. Gavin Stone. So I'm very curious how that pans out. Spec ad still, we'll see what we see tonight live. Tanner Bybee against the Jays killed it. And this is after me saying that Gavin Williams was a do not start. Uh, Tanner Bybee has been a little bit more consistent. So I said, no, he's a questionable start regardless of that Gavin Williams outing. I do wonder if the Jays are really struggling at these higher four seamers from these two Guardians guys also on the road. Maybe there's something to that. Um, this was really nice with that four seamer upstairs. And as long as he stays Verdi, right? If you guys don't know this about Bybee, he puts this on his glove. It literally says on his glove, stay Verdi in cursive. I love it. Stitched in. It's fantastic. Uh, if he does that, the changeup has a 96% LCSW. Even though it's actually kind of hung a bit, it gets a lot of called strikes, I think, because of that four seamer. And then you just got to be decent with the slider or the, the curveball. The curveball, it wasn't very low. It got 75% strikes, which is fine. Um, the slider was really good here. And I've been pushing back a bit on Bybee because I kind of see Tanner Bybee as this guy who is a little bit too inconsistent for my liking. That he isn't surgically taking down batters as I want him to. I watched all of Gavin Williams. You can look at that video online on YouTube. I watched all of that. Sorry. I also watched the one with uh, with Cole Reagans as well. That's a really fun video. You can watch those videos on, on YouTube. Um, but you'll see that with Gavin wasn't as consistent as it was with Reagans, and I feel that way also about Bybee. I, it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be starting him in fantasy and you shouldn't be rostering him, but as far as the ultimate peak with Bybee, until I really see him taking down batters with really well-located pitches too, then I'll feel much better about this. I don't really think that overall the stuff is just so good that it doesn't matter what his command is, right? So there's still more polished stuff to be added. Um, and the slider still underneath a 15% swinging strike rate. Keep that in mind. Eduardo Rodriguez against the Twins. Seven innings pitched, zero runs, four hits, three walks, and five strikeouts um, against the Twins. He got the win. It's great to see it. Also, four seamers are up and changeups are down, kind of like the old 2018-2019 Eduardo Rodriguez, which is kind of cool. I haven't seen that from him for a while. It's normally been just command of cutters and sinkers that have been getting him through this season. But to see actually that nice pitch separation of up and down like a good fastball changeup guy is, that's pretty cool. Um, and we keep going there with uh, with Rodriguez against his former Red Sox team, which is going to be kind of fun on Sunday. I would start him there. Julio Urias did exactly everything you want to do. Six innings, zero earned runs, four hits, one walk, five Ks, 95 pitches. So they let him go. And that's great. Everything is all cool with Urias. Nick Martinez, only 53 pitches, and he lost the three because of that. And I, I bet once he gets stretched out, one of like Waka or Musgrove are going to be back. And it's just going to be like, oh, never mind. You know, he's never going to get like that six inning start. Maybe it's once and we won't even know. And then he'll be out of the rotation again. And I'm just going to be so upset. Move Rich Hill out. Put him into long relief. Keep Nick Martinez in there, please. Max Scherzer against the Oakland Athletics. Seven innings, one earned run, three hits, two walks, six Ks. Ace is going to ace. Yusei Kikuchi against the Guardians. Seven innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, six Ks. 90, uh, sorry, uh, 70% strike rate or zone rate on the four-seamer is really nice. 73% strikes overall. 47% CSW in the curve. And the slider was so good. The slider was actually the best one, even though those high numbers and other stuff. No, no, no. Slider was the best pitch for Kikuchi. Down and glove side consistently right at the bottom. It's everything that you want. Great to see that. You keep rolling with Kikuchi, um, even against the Cubs. Like, this is a, almost a Vargas rule at this point. Um, if not, a Vargas rule plus. Like, it's been great. 
Zach Eflin against the Cardinals did everything that you want him to do. Things are great there. Wade Miley proved me wrong. He threw about 60 pitches last time. I thought the Brewers limited him to 70. Didn't really think that they want to go six innings off him with him. But I felt like an idiot after that. And uh, he went six innings here. One earned run, two. It's three walks, two Ks. Because I should never underestimate Rocky Road. Very efficient, I would say. Two strikeouts here, obviously. Um, but now it's a Dodger, so whatever. I'm not going to start him again. He's a Toby. He's someone to start against weak opponents, and that's about it. Maybe average, but Wade Miley, not a strikeout guy, uh, and that's, yeah, I, I regret not uh, being a little bit more aggressive on Wade Miley there. Clark Schmidt was our stream pick of the day in that probable start tier. Came through in a big way, not just because of the line. 5.1 innings and one and run, four hits, one walk, and seven Ks. Sealed that win better than Cole against the White Sox because he also showed up with his curveball. That was that earned his, the most whiffs of all of his pitches. Six out of his nine whiffs were on that curveball. And I haven't seen that for a long time. Meanwhile, the slider was a very, or the sweeper, I should say, was more of a dependable cold strike offering. It was sub-20% sinkers using them the right way. I dig that. That's really cool with Clark Schmidt. This is the most uh, faith I have in Schmidt as of right now, if that curveball is very much a part of the equation. There are a lot of other guys to talk about. And by the way, Schmidt against the Marlins, I'm all for that one. That's going to be a probable start as well. A lot more guys to talk about from yesterday. Um, also, of course, today and tomorrow starters. We're going to talk about all of those after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Luke Weaver against the Marlins, 4.1 innings, one run, five hits, one walk, and six Ks. He's trying to do the Cannibal McSanchez, that is, the high cutters that come back down into the zone. It's kind of working. Like six Ks, 4.1 innings, but 90 pitches. He's not too efficient with everything else. Uh, I really want him to make this work. Luke Weaver is awesome. I got to say, like one of those guys that I would go bowling with him all day. You know what I mean? Um, and yes, I'm thinking of that Parkinson wreck episode, but, uh, he's, <laughs> he's so cool. I would absolutely go bowling with Leslie. Nope too. That'd be like the most fun thing ever. But yeah, Luke Weaver, I think it's really cool. He even mentioned, as I said in the roundup before that he said, you're either born a changeup, uh, a, a changeup guy or a spin guy. And he used to be a changeup guy and now he's trying to be a spin guy. So that's kind of cool. Um, Miles Michaelis against the Rays got the gold star because he went seven innings of 200 runs, eight hits, zero walks, and five Ks. That's pretty dang good for a guy like Michaelis, who I just don't really have any faith in these days. He's been doing well, and if he goes against the Athletics next, which it seems like he will, I would start him there. Uh, that's a probable start, I guess. Like, why not? Um, I And sure, that seems like a decent floor start. Um, I don't really love what he does, though. Like, the 22% slider was the CSW slider was the only pitch above two whiffs, and it was four. Like, I don't know. It's just not a fun game to play with him. Grayson Rodriguez went against the Astros. Six innings, two and runs, six hits, two walks, and four Ks. He went more slider in this one than changeup, and the slider was really good. 
Uh, 22% swing strike around that, 34% CSW. The changeup was fine. Um, lots of strikes, 80% strikes and 50% CSW, but it was just 5 out of 10, right? Only 10 thrown. Um, he had some surprise ones, which were nice, but this was really four-seamer slider, and I just want that four-seamer to be truly upper third. Not upper half anymore. I want this to be upper third. I really think that Grayson Rodriguez could be so amazing when he unlocks that Blake's Snell blueprint. Like, truly does, like, the Jose Quintana command. And I think over time, he will get there. It's nice to see 98 miles per hour velocity. He's certainly holding it. We thought that would actually not stick around, but he threw 100 in this. I saw it. I saw the triple digits show up on the screen multiple times. So, really cool to see that with Grayson Rodriguez, and we just keep going. Uh, Sonny Gray against the Tigers. Six innings, two and runs, seven hits, zero walks, and 10 Ks. Wonderful. That curve was 63% strikes. The four-seamer and cutter each returned over 35% CSW. The sweeper earned nine whiffs. It stinks that you got the loss, but, like, this was amazing. And you should be thrilled about where Sonny Gray is right now. His only goes up and down, and I'm glad to see that he's up right now. Let's hold on for dear life um, as we go through uh, the rest of the year. Braxton Garrett against the Reds. Six innings, two and runs, six hits, one, zero walks, and three strikeouts against the Reds. Yeah, I mean, he got the win. That's nice. I really don't think that he's doing enough for me to think that he's dependable moving forward. Great to see that against the Reds. You can argue that this is the gold star, not even Michaelis. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't really believe this yet because the cutter is still gone. The sinker was better, but it really wasn't the pristine command of it. The slider was fine, but it's just not quite it right now. Slider plus the, the sinker isn't enough. I need to see more here from Garrett for me to really lean into this. Ranger Suarez had a decent enough start here. 5.2 innings of 2 and runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, 5 Ks. The changeup was great. The sinker command was fantastic. But the four-seamer and cutter were terrible. And I feel like Suarez needs everything to be working, not just the changeup and sinker. So I'm still out in that one as well. Carlos Carrasco came through. Uh, I guess you could say that could be gold star too against the Cubs because he was the worst one for the day in my view because he's just been so bad. He'll have four and runs in, in each of his last four starts. Last two came against the Royals and the Nationals. This was against the Hot Cubs and he earned a King Cole with 39% CSW. Why? Because this was the best changeup I've seen from Carrasco in, I don't know, forever? Like, this was absolute spotted, dotted down in arm side forever. And it worked out because of that. And even doing like the best changeup I've ever seen, five innings, two in runs, five Ks, you know, seven whiffs, not really everything that you want to, right? So I would not take the risk of that coming back. Um, let's see. We have Brady Singer, 6.2 innings, three earned runs, five hits, two walks, four Ks. The slider is still amazing. This was a careful Icarus as he allowed that third earned run in the seventh inning. He almost lost the quality start. Still got the win here. You keep going with uh, Singer because this is a Vargas rule at this point. And the Mariners next. Oh my gosh, they are going to whiff so hard in that slider, especially if that's in that same location. Kyle Freeland against the Brewers, six innings, three earned runs, eight hits, zero walks, four Ks. Just don't do it. Just don't do it for Kyle Freeland. Lucas Giolito pitched really well in my view here. Got the win, six innings, 300 runs, but six base runners and seven strikeouts, 17 whiffs, 34% CSW. I think he did a really good job of keeping his slider and changeup down. The changeup wasn't as tempting as we want it to be. They maybe want that a little bit more up. As we've seen in the past, Giolito actually high changeups are kind of good with him. But to see that he's actually getting good pitch separation, I think in a good place, is nice. I guess the Rangers, I'm going to sit there though. I uh, don't get over, don't overextend with Giolito. Zach Wheeler is looking like an ace. Things are good there. Three and runs fine, but he got the win. Seven hits, zero walks, six Ks, six innings pitch. You're just happy with it and move on. Mitch Keller survived against Atlanta with three and runs, but nine hits in five innings. Zero walks, four Ks is still not good enough for me. Uh, Cutter Crawford earned the Gallows pole at 20 whiffs in 3.1 innings. What? I don't think I've seen that before. I don't think I've seen a Gallows pole in so few innings. 78 pitches, too, which is also just insane. It's not just 20% overall swing strike rate. It's closer to like 25 
26, that's insane. But it's also with the cutter. And I just actually don't think that cutter is that good. It also was the reason why he allowed three and runs, seven hits, and two walks. Because that cutter was hit a lot. So I think he deserved better than this against the Royals. And he gets the, the, the Detroit Tigers next. I'm starting Cutter Crawford for that because he gets 20 whiffs here. But yeah, I think the cutter is kind of weird still. Four seamers really good though. Uh, the Giants went with the bullpen game and they had an opener of Scott Alexander who didn't get a single out. Three base runners who all came around to score. So they cleaned it up with Jacob Junis and Alex Wood and you don't want either one of those two. Uh, Tuki Tasanka, nine strikeouts against the Yankees, but was four and runs and 11 base runners in five innings. And I guess he's trying to be Charlie Morden with curveballs and then hoping that the fastball and splitter are enough after. But like you don't want Charlie Morden right now. You don't want to discount one either. Josiah Gray against the Phillies, he's not doing enough. Uh, the slider and curve combined for 13 whiffs and near 40% CSW. That's cool, but the curve just went 50% strikes. And the slider was good. Don't get me wrong. That's always been the thing with Josiah Gray that I like the most, but the sinker is terrible. And I don't want to be starting Josiah Gray. I'm so sorry. Brandon fought against the Dodgers. 4.2 innings of four and runs, six hits, two walks, five Ks. His four-seamer went zero for 34 four-seamer whiffs. Yeah. That, I just said four-seamer twice, but you understand. Um, so, yeah, that's not um, that's not good. Sweeper is good, but it's not really everything here. I, I think there's a desperate stream when you don't face the Dodgers for Brandon Fott. It's just not really a thing for me. Uh, Framber Valdez got crushed by the Orioles. He allowed five runs in the first two innings, including a home run to left center, which is insane in, in Baltimore. But he actually then... It, Helped you out for the next five innings. Only one earned run in five after that. So to go seven innings, six earned runs, eight hits, two walks, three Ks. Honestly, I feel like we just keep going here. Um, sure, you could say that the no-hitter was a Dennis. There's no way you weren't going to start him here after that no-hitter. And he wasn't fatigued. You didn't go like a ton of pitches in that one. Believe it or not, he threw a Maddox. Um, you know he's better than this. Okay, JP Sears against the Rangers. Got six strikeouts. And honestly, I started him in my league just because I knew I wasn't going to win. I wasn't. Planning to win ratios this week, ERA and whip, but I wanted the strikeouts. He got six of them. And now he gets the Colorado Birds. That is the season, the O's, Cardinals and Orioles. Um, and I'm down to start Sears in both because the slider is still good. Uh, yeah, Chirinos, you were hoping for a cheap win. You didn't get it because Chirinos isn't that good. The splitter was really good last time. This time it was five innings, six and runs, and seven hits and two walks and five Ks. And that's why you don't chase Chirinos. And we never go after Trevor Williams. Okay, looking forward to today's games and tomorrow's games. We have Kevin Gosman, Shohei Otani, Max Fried, Yu Darvish, Billy Ober, and Jordan Montgomery in that auto start tier. In the probable start tier, you have Bobby Miller, Michael Lorenzen, Nick Pavetta, and Kyle Hendricks in the probable start. You have questionable start of Merrill Kelly, Jack Flaherty, Graham Ashcraft, Christian Javier, Adrian Hauser, and Mackenzie Gore. Keep in mind, Adrian Hauser is now the stream pick of the day because Brian Wu went on the IL. Um, and Emerson Hancock is the top of do not start tier. As I was saying before, sinker baller, change up the, the best pitch. I could be wrong about the sinker baller stuff. I I don't have AAA data, only AA. I'm only getting what Aaron Loggenhagen and Lamar Gibson have reported um, about Emerson Hancock. So it's a spec ad. I don't want to start him here, even though the Padres aren't very good against right-handers. And they're not terrible. They're just not exceptional. I just don't do MLB debuts. You know me. And I... Uh, Spec I will see what happens. Watch it live. Playback.tv slash pitchless at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Um, we have Mike Clevenger, Logan Allen, Johnny Cueto. All in this do not start to your Logan Allen against the Jays. You're going to say, Nick, they just did so badly against Bybee and Gavin Harrison. I think uh, Gavin Harrison. Ha, <laughs> wonderful drummer. Gavin Williams. Four seamers upstairs for those guys. I think Logan Allen's four seamers way worse at 90.8. They're going to jump on him, I think, a bit here. Uh, Cueto's instance and adding no thank you. Alex Fajardo, Tristan Beck, like uh, all this stuff is just so bad. Chris Flexen, Dakota Hudson, Jordan Lyles, David Peterson, 
Is Luis Severino even starting tomorrow or today? I don't know. Boone was very 50-50 on it. Quinn Priester is the worst thing against Atlanta. Just don't do that. Um, and Glasnow is not starting today because, of course, the, the backs of he's going to go over the weekend is the expectation. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. You have James Paxton against the Royals, Aaron Nola against the Nationals, Kenta Maeda against Detroit, Clint Kershaw against the Rockies. Uh, yes, that is a still ill, you could say. But as we learned from Woodruff and Freed, Honestly, with guys like this, the floor is higher than the other still ills. I don't imagine it's going to be more than five innings. I say that it's going to be a five-inning cap. It could be a four-inning cap. Still, it's rocky road. And do you really expect Kershaw to be detrimental? Probably not, right? Like, there's a high likelihood this is helpful. So I'm going to say auto start. If you have Clayton and Kershaw, just activate for it. If you feel like you can, you want to wait a start, go ahead. Leave him on the IL spot and then do it next time because we don't expect this to be like six innings or anything like that, right? It's not going to be a massive ceiling. However, he could go five innings, get that win, some good strikeouts, decent ratios. Like it could still be beneficial for you in that way. So I feel like if you have Clayton Kershaw and you need to activate him, go ahead. Otherwise, like you don't have to. Probable start here, you have Bryce Elder against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes, because he is a Toby and you can stream him. It's the Pirates. Not against the Cubs, but against the Brewers against the Pirates. You want to do that? Good win chance. I want to do it. Hunter Brown against the Orioles is kind of tough. He's doing better with the Blake Snell blueprint now with four seamers up and, and secondary stuff down. The park factor of Baltimore is actually pretty much the same as it is in, in Houston. I know Baltimore, that is the left field fence, way different for Hunter Brown in uh, Houston than it is in Baltimore. But overall, the impact of the stadium uh, is about even. So... Yeah, I mean, it's an above-average offense. It's not an elite offense. I think I'm just going to do it if I have Hunter Brown. On the other side of that is the questionable start here of Dean Kramer. He just has worse stuff overall to me. The cutter is really good down. If he gets the four-seamer up, there could be a good outing here, but I just don't really want to do it. Uh, Zach Little is the stream pick of the day. Shocking, I know. But this is a decent win chance against the Cardinals as Matthew Libertor is on the other side. He is not looking good. I think he's Zach Little can go five innings with the Blake Snell blueprint. Steal you a win here. Um, he is my stream pick of the day. Not someone I'm chasing, like running to the wire to get, but kind of sneaking, kind of fun. Do not start here. I'm not going after Alec Minot. I'm not going after Reese Olsen. Um, I'm not going after Patrick Corbin, Matthew Libertor, Alec Marsh, Noah Syndergaard, Ty Bloch, and Bailey Falter. And that is it for today. All right. Thank you all so much for the support. I hope to see you tonight. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, I'm going to bring as many people as I can. Uh, and it, by the way, if you're there, I can bring you on stage to talk about the start as it happens. It's also you, Darvish. It's going to be a great time, but that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbles be low, and your strikeouts high.